Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Live from Kaysville, it's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We're hanging out with our friends at Little Caesars, 283 North Flint Street in Kaysville. I want to remind you. Uh, they're continuing the promotion they had with the Jazz. They're continuing it on with the Bees. The day after any Bees win, home or away, you win a free pepperoni extra most bestest pizza with the purchase of a custom round two-topping pizza. Got to do it through the mobile app. Use the promo code SLBs. And, Gordon, you've seen the you, you've seen the pizza portal over there, man. That thing is slick. You just yeah. hold your phone under it, and then, bam, your order is right there. Yep. And, of course, it's uh, delicious and affordable. Little Caesar certainly is the best. Very and convenient. You come visit us. We still have a couple of bees tickets to give away. We still have some coupons for some free uh, hot and ready pizzas as well, so we'll make it worth your while. Come by and visit us. All right. Joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line Color Analyst for the Jazz Radio Broadcast, he is the one, the only, the legend. He is Ron Boone. What's up, Booner? Not a lot of anything, man. Just a lot of downtime here with all this rain and cold weather. And, but boy, don't have to go to Florida. Yeah, this weather Play is going to, uh, to be just torturing a golfer like yourself. Yeah. It definitely is. What's going on, guys? Just doing a radio show, Ron. Uh, we're curious to get from you some thoughts on what you think the Jazz need to do this offseason? Do you have specific areas that you have in mind that they should uh, attack and try to get better? On what they should do, uh, they're gonna, I think they'll make some move there, Gordon, for sure. I, I think they've gone as far as they can go with, uh, with the roster they had, especially since they stayed pat last year. Um, you know, I probably know what they'll be looking for. I mean, they're looking for some guys that can shoot threes, um, uh, some athletes. Uh, uh, where are they? You know, you just don't know. But I, I'm, I'm sure that uh, some moves will be made here because, I mean, how much farther can you go with the team they have right now? Rod Gordon and I were talking about this the other day. Rudy Gobert is such a hard worker, and it seems like he just has made improvement after improvement, and whatever he chooses to focus on in the offseason gets a whole lot better. With that in mind, to take his offense to the next level, what does he need to add to his game, do you think? You know, you know, guys, I've, I've been um, struggling with this since Rudy you know, join the Jazz. I mean, you can see the potential that he has. Uh, he's long. Uh, I think he does a great job of recovering defensively. You know how great he is defensively. What I would have liked to have seen and still would like to see is him to develop something with uh, with the basketball in his hands, with his back to the basket, a signature move or something that he can rely on uh, offensively. Uh, I'd love to see him do that. I, I think that would just, boy, that would just make him – such a much better basketball player, and and give the Jazz some different options uh, offensively instead of uh, you know instead of dunking the basketball. Uh, over the years, I've just been so surprised at the value he brings to this team without that type of um, of offense. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And and he's uh, boy, he's developed that into the third team All NBA. So 
You know, who knows? Who knows? What do I know? You know, what I've been looking for for him for for many many years that he's been here is something uh, that he could that he can rely on, or maybe that we can rely on uh, with the ball in his hands, so maybe with his back to the basket. You know, something like that. Boner, Jake, and I have been sort of uh, have a vision of Rudy Gobert with a sky hook. How about that? I don't think anybody could block that. Oh, so. my goodness. How sky would that be? That would be awesome. We would love to see that. You know, uh, Just think about that. With the 7-9 reach, I mean, that is probably the most untouchable shot in the NBA. I've never seen Kareem get that shot blocked. Um, I think if Rudy would develop that, that would be just perfect. Picture this, guys. Coming across the lane with a sky hook, and and but no one can block it. I mean, that would be even if it was only a, a forty percent shot for him, it would be something that that would be a threat, you know, offensively. When Kareem developed that that type of a move, uh, it became unstoppable, and that's why it became the sky hook. And I played with him, and when they would take away the middle, which keep him from going across the middle, all he would do is just pivot. And shoot it from there. So it was, that was a very unstoppable shot for him. So if Rudy was to develop something like that, it would be awesome. I know Rudy uses his left hand around the basket quite a bit, but when he's uh, shooting free throws and, you know, that type of thing, he uses his right hand. So I don't know which hand he would want to use as far as developing that sky hook, but that would be an awesome shot there, Gordon. You know, Bonner, think about it, because he is really coordinated. Doesn't he seem like he's fairly coordinated for a guy as big as he is? It seems like this is not pie in the sky. He impressed me during the during this season with changing directions, going to the basket, um, and, and slivering and, and slashing between two defenders in order to shoot the basketball. So he is definitely athletic. I mean, um, We've watched him, you know, during the time he's here and how he's gotten better and better, you know, around the basket doing those type of things. So a couple of years ago, I thought the most important thing for him to, for, for him to, to do over the summer was develop something like that. And, and I think he's gotten better, but I think he can get better, you know, if he was to develop something like that and really give the Jazz a, a, another asset around the basket. Ron Boone with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now, Ron, I want to ask you this question partially because I really enjoy it when you give a little pushback when David Locke gets uh, a little too nerdy. (laughs) I like it when you call him out on his nerdiness. What do you think about uh, the influence that analytics have had on the NBA game? And I'm asking you this, too, because you're, you're an old school NBA guy. What do you think about how math has become part of the issue? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I love arguing with David, and we have a great time arguing with it and, 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 and making him prove a point to me. You understand what I mean? We sit together on the plane, and he works all the time. And sometimes I'll tell him, David, that is useless information, and I want to hear it. <laughs> but he, he's, you know, he, he's the best at it. And he's an analytic guy, just like the rest of the league. And so he is so good at, 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 at what he does. But it's just fun bringing the old school, the old way of playing basketball, um, it's, it's not dead. Perfect example, guys, you, we're watching the Golden State Warriors. You know what they run? They run an old school passing game. But it has an analytic flavor to it because of the threes and, and uh, in, in that type of event. So 
old school style is, is still is still alive, and and the, the the Golden State Warriors is a perfect example of it because they do make a lot of twos as well. I mean, they shoot the three, but they do you know take a lot of a lot, a lot of two point shots. But uh, David is, is the best at, at it, and, and he can he can beat you with numbers. And what he's so good at, guys, and you got to watch him, is that he can convince you that he's right when he's wrong. <laughs> I love it, Booner. I love it because you don't have to take that crap from him. Hey, that's my man, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm the only one who can say that. You talk about him like that, I get mad at you, but I'm the only one who can do that. <laughs> you know, but, but, but your point is well made here, Booner. I mean, it's a, utilize both to your advantage. You can be old school, and you can utilize the numbers and make it work for you. Just don't marry the analytics. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm totally in for that. I mean, the most popular play offense in the league right now is, is a pick and roll. That is the oldest play in the in the history of the NBA. The pick and roll and the give and go. I mean, it just and it's done all the time. Now they put the analytics flavors into the pick and roll, and they've made you know something out of it. But they're it's when a play breaks down, they go to the pick and roll, or you know they. Run a pick and roll so they can get a mismatch. You know, it, it's just old school basketball, and so you can't get away from it. But it's just fun arguing about it. And you know, that's where the league is going. You got to run with it. You got to go with it. And you know, I do. And and I understand the way the game is played now. Uh, but you know, just don't forget about you know this league started what 1946. <laughs> Ron Boone with us. Bad about that. Yeah, Booner. Uh, I'm curious. After watching the Jazz play Houston and the and the Rockets look so get a, good against the Jazz, are you surprised that they didn't take advantage, uh, or I guess win more against Golden State, even uh, when they lost Kevin Durant? I was very surprised. I thought that there was any team in the NBA that could beat the Golden State Warriors was the Houston Rockets. Um, I just thought that they were playing well enough. I thought the key player on that team was Tucker, just like the key player on the Golden State Warriors is, is Draymond Green. I thought Tucker uh, was was getting the job done in the playoffs, and I thought he was the player that was really going to make a difference. And and but you know your star players have to show up, and James Harden did not do that. Uh, from what I understand, there was a little conversation or a little disagreement between him and Chris Paul there uh, because uh, <laughs> I guess. James Harden wasn't passing the basketball, but he hasn't done it all season long. So, you know, what's what's the deal? I'm with you guys. I was very surprised that the Houston Rockets did not take advantage of, um, of with Durant being out. Booner, we've talked. This is the last question from me, anyway. I know you've got other things to do, but Booner, we we have talked so much about the importance of paying the right players the maximum amount of money. If Rudy Gobert is a max player and Donovan Mitchell becomes a max player, they have to play like that on the floor, right? And then the Jazz have to utilize the the, the rest of their money on the right players. And the worst thing that can happen to you is paying the wrong players, right? It's not it's not not having the players and having some financial flexibility. It's the opposite. When you spend and you're stuck. How important is it that those two star players really become superstars? So, so now you know why Dennis Lindsay's job is so tough. Uh, because there are so many players that 
don't deserve well I'm sorry I don't want to say it that way but that that are product of a system or product of the salary cap and and the fact that they can get paid because of the years they've been in the league years of service uh, you know so many different ways that guys can get get paid now Rudy's situation here is yeah, that doesn't come into effect, what, three, four years from now? Right. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Then, But who knows what he'll be like in two or three years. Who knows if the league is going to go to a point where that's you got to be a stretch five in order to um, help your team or make your team better. But I totally agree with you, Gordon, and, and, and I think if you talk to a lot of the old school guys, I mean, there's just – the way guys are getting paid now is just—it's unreal. Booner, we can't thank you enough for jumping on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, Booner, what, I got. What, what, what do you guys think? Of, what do you guys think about the the, um, the All NBA teams? Uh, I, thought, I thought they got yeah. it right for the most part. I, uh, the only iffy one was Kemba and maybe Clay Thompson instead. But other than that, I I thought they they pretty much got it. What do you think, Booner? Well, you know, I, I looked at the roster here, and, and I wish I had in front of me here, but I, I looked at the roster, and I was looking at the number of the 15 guys that were kicked. And how many of those were not in, in the in the playoffs? Do you know? Do you? I, I don't have it here in front of yeah. me. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, and then how many are still left? I mean, that, 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 I was did the, the Detroit make the playoffs? Yes, yeah. they did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and I think Blake was Blake made the third team. So I think every player, except for LeBron James, I think may have been the one that did not make the playoffs. So you, you have got to it think in front that, of me right now. That is right. Yeah. Uh, so that you would have to think that they that they got it right. Now you could probably argue the point. Well, once you've been on the first team, once you've been on the second team, but, but for the most part, but you'd have to think that you know they. They uh, they definitely got it right. Now I know there's some little, some arguments about Clay Thompson and whether he should be on there instead of Kyrie Irving. What do you think about that? I think Clay deserved it. Whether it's Kyrie or whether it's Kimba, I think I think he had a valid point when he was talking about it yesterday. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think, and, Gordon? And, yeah, I agree with that. And Booner, you'd be able to address this. I think better than anybody. Clay Thompson makes sacrifices in order to let other people score on that team. If he were on a playoff team that wasn't quite stacked like the Warriors are, he'd be scoring, what, six, seven, eight points more per game? But he doesn't. Without it. Yeah, he doesn't that, do yeah, that. Yeah, without, without a doubt, Gordon. I yeah. mean, that would, that would be, that, that's probably his argument there, is that you sacrifice, either you're going to be on a championship team and, and, and get a chance to make uh, to win championship, or you're going to be on a team that's not in the playoffs, and you're going to put up numbers that uh, that you know, like some players are, are doing right now. But that's the nature of the NBA. It's so hard, guys, to pick. You know, I, in, in 25 years, I think I made one mistake. Didn't I, Gordon? Did yeah. I make one mistake? <laughs> one, I think, somewhere, but <laughs> yeah. it was it was years. it was minimal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was it was a bad one. But just put it that way. But it, it's so hard now, and I'm not sure the system they use now is is probably a little bit different. I think the accounting firm of Ernst and Young is that right? They're the ones that, that tally up the votes. I think but so. I think that I think that's right. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, it's just so hard to to pick, you know. And, and so, but I think they got it right from from what I remember. Bill Nursey, Jake gets to talk to you on the air all the time during the season and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I got to tell you, I'm having very positive flashbacks to back in the day of uh, MJB in the morning. And I did the show with uh, David James the other day, and we brought you up, and we were reminiscing about that. Those were good times back then, man. Maybe not for you, but for us, they were. It it, it was, and talk radio was a lot different then. Uh, And I think back then we we, we had a lot of fun. But I I think the I kind of got turned off from talk radio back then because of, of... um, I don't know. I think the way some talk shows were driven, um, and but it's fun listening to you guys now. That's for sure. The way it's done. One time, I got to tell you this story real quick about Booner. We were, it was during the the uh, the lockout season, and we were talking 1999. Yeah, remember that Booner? Yeah. And we were talking yeah. about what they could do to fill the arena. And, uh, and and we thought it would be a good idea, and this was Booner's idea, to have a golf exhibition in the arena, but we were afraid that maybe some people might get killed. <laughs> you know? But that would make it that much more start, lively. Start, start taking tee shots at the, at the fans, huh? Let them dodge the <laughs> Those were fun times. Oh, man. boy. But, you know, they don't have that problem now for understand there's a waiting list for season tickets and the brand of basketball they're putting out there on the floor now is just fun to watch. And uh, you kind of look forward to going to the arena, you know. Yep. Well, hey, Booner, thank you so much. That was a lot of fun, man. we got to have you back on real soon. Hey, I want to know, is the pay the same, though? <laughs> Gordon, uh, the the pay is uh, well I, relative to what you make, uh, Booner. I don't know, it, you know, but you know, it, it's 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 healthy. Uh, I think this thing is for certain. You deserve more than David Locke. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, Ron. The great Ron Boone, color analyst for the Utah Jazz radio broadcast, and uh, that, that was a fun conversation with Booner. I think Booner's as sharp now as he's ever been. Oh, he was great. Yeah. And I loved talking to him after every game. Uh, Britton, David, Booner, and I would have kind of a crosstalk. And, man, it, it was a really fun segment. And he still brings just tremendous analysis to that broadcast. And, and we, we, you heard him kind of talk about it. And we alluded. He and David are a nice to steal your term, frickin' frack. Yeah. They really balance each other out uh, really, really well. And you can tell they really enjoy working working together yeah and i do love it when boone gives david the business for being too nerdy it's it's my it's my favorite do you think booner would give Locke a hard time about saying that even when you shoot efficiently from two-point range that it's inefficient to the offense i heard him push back on that very point many times this (laughs) year yeah in fact funny you say that because i've heard ron take exception with that a time or two yeah. But it's why they work. I really do think, you know, I think the best broadcasts are the ones that bring multiple perspectives. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think those those two both do that very, very well. Yeah, neither one is afraid to bring their point of view. Right. And that's what you got to be willing to do. I, I understand what, what Booner was saying about sometimes in talk radio, you hear guys – I don't know. That's sort of that, that Stephen A. Smith style where everybody else is an idiot. And, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, it's best to have varying points of view, you know, uh, even with you, Jake. I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's better that was, way. Was that a, an insult wrapped up in a compliment right there? 
<laughs> That's really what it sounded like to me. It was meant to be a joke, but I, I see. You know how I feel. Uh, I so. see. Yeah, I'm a little hurt. But so I'll not really on. with Jake? Or? <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? Jake is uh, he, he, he's a sharp guy, man. Easily confused, but yes, sharp. I, uh, I well, I won't tell that story on the air, but. No, nothing but compliments. See if he Jake. remembers the what's, liner here. What story are you talking about? I don't want to. Let's get leave into it off the air. Yeah, probably so. All right, spring into action before the summer rush. Get a complete AC diagnostic checkup before it all happens. Just thirty nine bucks. Schedule today by calling 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. We are live today at the Little Caesars in Kaysville, two eighty three North flint street come on by and see us gordon let's talk a little college football coming up next all right uh we'll talk about strength of schedule uh some rankings were were released and we'll tell you where the local teams landed straight ahead 97.5 and 1280 the zone this is dj and pk yeah he was great yeah i thought he was good yeah <laughs> well, did you get something at least? Did we have some sort of a pit stop along the way? I, think so too. <laughs> I, I, uh, I couldn't agree more. But any any remote where somebody drops you off cheese, Gordon, you've got to be going home a happy guy. Cheese and a beef summer sausage. There it is, and a box of crackers. You're set. That's your weekend right there. <laughs> you know what? Take Monday off. You can find Gordon uh, posted up on his couch this weekend with a summer sausage, some cheese, and some crackers. He's got all he needs. No, nah, I'll be working. But that's all right. What do you mean, I'll be working? <laughs> I know what you worked on for Sunday, and it's probably pretty close. Do you want to give us a tease, actually, of what you worked on for Sunday? Uh, sure. Uh, it's, uh, I had an opportunity to talk in depth with Mike Petke, the RSL coach. And uh, find talk about his life story essentially. I bet that was pretty interesting. I I like his fire. Yeah, he's got a lot of that. I like and that. We addressed that at length. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I certainly like that about him. Or when uh, what what was it uh, you were telling me he got suspended or whatever and said uh, I don't come, give a, a, a oh, rip. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a a uh, a hoot. A uh, a dollar. A ship. Yeah, careful there. Careful there, buddy. Um, he told me a story, and uh, I put it in, in, the, in the feature column, that, you know, when he was getting fined and suspended for that very, uh-huh. that very uh, outburst after a game, he was upset because of some injustice that happened in front of the RSL goal. And he really let his his emotions known and his feelings and uh he got fined for what he said suspended it cost him a bunch of money and he came home and he said his wife looked at him and said and i quote what the hell's wrong with you (laughs) that's funny yeah that's uh that's really funny so anyway, that'll yeah, it was fun. Look for that on your driveway on Sunday, or simply go online sltrib.com. Gordon, it's Should been be a fun. Tomorrow, it's right? been a fun week, man. We have got to put a wrap on it. Have a happy Memorial Day. Yes, to all our listeners and to all you guys, uh, just be safe and enjoy friends and family. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone. 
Motor Sportsland's Pro RV Buying Tip Number 3. What's in a trade? If your RV purchase includes a trade-in, be sure to look at the full picture. If a dealer is giving you more than your RV is worth, watch out. They are making up for it on the price of your new trailer. Chris here from JCW's. We know what it's like to be working hard to bring home the bacon. Well, your bacon's ready and it's sizzling on top of one of our thick, juicy burgers with avocado and melted cheese. Oh, and let's bring some cookie dough shakes along for the ride. Come see us today at one of our five locations, including our newest location in Harriman. JCW's, quality and a lot of it. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone, hanging out at Little Caesars here in Kaysville. 283 North Flint Street in Kaysville. We still have a couple of these tickets to give away. Still have some free pizza vouchers as well if you want to drop by and say hello to us. We'd encourage you to do so. We also want to remind you uh, that the day after any bees win, you win free pizza from Little Caesars, a free pepperoni extra most bestest pizza with the purchase of a custom two-topping pizza online. Got to do it over the mobile app through the pizza portal and use the promo code SLBs. Now, Jake, I got to pick a bone with you a little bit here. Uh, uh, your beautiful wife, who is beautiful in every way, she... Uh, sent in a, a little contribution and it has a video about a magic coffee table did you watch the video no i haven't had a chance to see it yet but something tells me i'm going to come up on the short end of this uh the video essentially is um you know a, a guy's significant other or wife comes home and complains about all that she does around the house and and he said well I don't know where you're complaining. We've got the magic coffee table here where I leave something out, and then I go away, and every time I come back, it's all clean. <laughs> okay. All right. So that, uh, you, yeah, actually, it's a really funny video. You should yeah. absolutely watch it. But, yeah, it's one of those, like, where, you know, there's a basket full of laundry here, and strangely, when I go in the other room for a little while and I come back and it's magically folded and put away. Gordon, you were yeah. told by that salesman it was one of a kind. You got taken. Someone else has one. Well, uh, your self-cleaning house, yeah. It, it, it's not self-cleaning. I know, I know how it gets clean. But I do what I can to contribute <laughs> by making sure that I'm not adding there. to the problem. <laughs> so all you do is not make a mess? <laughs> well, and I, He didn't I, say that. I, yes, I did. Honey, I, I dumped I chocolate milk all over the floor, but no. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I cleaned that thing I up. I cleaned it right up. <laughs> I spilled a glass of, of uh, apple juice once in one of the rooms. Oh, that is sticky. And I was in there scrubbing like crazy, making sure it was all glistening by the time my wife got in there. But I probably, I don't know how good a job I did, but I tried. You know, congratulations! Well, look, I, I, it's not magic. My house doesn't clean itself. I know that, uh, but I do what I can to, uh, to, to 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 do my part, and and my wife really does. <laughs> wow. She does like oh. like cleaning. <laughs> Stop does. it! Someone Stop. hit him. Stop it right she now. Does. She does not. She, yes, she does. No, she, she does. She likes cleaning, no, just she like she likes not. doing the laundry. 
<laughs> Even if that's all true, you're making yourself sound so bad right I, now. I, I know, but it's, it's, it is true. That's the thing. Why is your voice going higher? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's, it's true. A, it is true. Uh, but I do what I can yeah, to help out. Uh, and it, Yeah, I do. I'll just leave it at that because I, I don't think I'm really helping myself. No, you're really not. No, because nobody, including me, believes you. <laughs> it's true. What I said was true. Come on. Yeah. Honey, I'm going to go ahead and let you clean all the windows in the house because I know how much you love it. <laughs> oh, she doesn't do that. She doesn't clean windows. Oh, now you're complaining. No. <laughs> not complaining. All right. But uh, I, let me put it this way. I lift my wallet out and have that uh, done. Uh, can we talk about the strength schedule in college football? Please. Can we have a conversation about this uh-huh. so uh, we can prevent you from digging any deeper? <laughs> Uh, Just trying to be candid here. Tom Fornelli writes for CBS Sports, does a nice job, covers mm-hmm. college football. Yeah, He's devised uh, kind of a strength of schedule ranking, if you will. And he basically, uh, the SOS Plus ranking is what it's called, and it's the team's projected strength of schedule score divided by the average projected strength of schedule of all 130 FBS teams. But it's all based on guesses, isn't it? No, he has this, uh, you look into it a little deeper, he's, he has this system where he creates his rankings by a, via a three-year trend. But it's still values assigned, right? Right, but I think it's mm, science enough to give us a feel All right. or, or be at the very least relevant. Okay. Obviously, Tom can't predict the future, but right, right. he's trying to put, he's like Ken Pomeroy, he's trying to accommodate all the factors. Okay. Well, here, let me just give you an example of something that would kind of skew this a little bit. Utah State last year, you know, if you're going to assign a value to Utah State based on the three years prior to that, you'd be selling that value short. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, all right. So, it's inexact, certainly. Okay. So, if you look at this, he ranked all the teams. One thing that's really interesting is out of the top seven, Gordon, Four of the strongest schedules are from the Pac-12. Really? USC has the toughest schedule in the country. Okay. Followed by Michigan, then UCLA, then Stanford, then North Carolina, South Carolina, and Colorado at number seven. Wow. Oregon State comes in at number 10. I am really surprised at this. You know? Why is that? Because with the strength of schedule, I mean, if you were going to include the conference portion, now the Pac-12 is not considered all that strong, is it? So that portion of it you'd think would be compromised to some extent. Yeah, but these uh, these suckers are playing tough out-of-conference games. Right, okay. Uh, for example, uh, let's see, USC in 2019 is playing Fresno State, BYU, and Notre Dame. Okay. And as good. opposed to, say, Alabama, Alabama doesn't play any tough non-conference games. Rarely. Yeah. Certainly no tough road games. Right. Uh, but um, interesting that those teams and, – and USC never plays a, an F – what is it? CS team. Right. So I think that's that's probably part of it. One of three teams never to have done, I believe. Uh, BYU, Gordon, number 16. 16. So even with the, the with the pockets of weakness in the schedule, that shows you 
while, if you want to call it this, the good job that Tom Homo has done putting that schedule together, given the circumstances. Well, Tom pointed out in a tweet, too, and, and you know, maybe we don't talk enough about this, but even after the P5 matchups, Toledo is the best team in the MAC. SU, uh, South Florida lost, what, like two games last year, if that? One, two? Is that what it was? Uh, Utah State, we know all about Utah State, Boise State, like the, and San Diego State. Those teams are not bottom feeder teams. So the, only, that ones, leads, the only ones that are are who? Liberty, Idaho State, and UMass. Okay, so the rest of it is very respectable. Right. Unlike other years when they've been independent where it is a few big five teams and then the dregs of college football, this year you might at first glance think that, but that's not necessarily true especially if you look into Toledo a little bit more and you look into South Florida a little bit more and realize that these teams are are pretty good. So uh, so the question then becomes, if BYU has a less than stellar record this year, how are they to be, uh, to be uh, greeted by fans? Because Lavelle's teams didn't play a schedule like that. Nope. And yet Lavelle was able to rack up a bunch of wins. I think it all depends on I, – I don't think record is necessarily yeah. going to be it this year. I think it's going to be uh, on do they pick up some of these wins where maybe they won't be favored, mm-hmm. and how do they play teams where they're significant underdogs. Now, against those teams we're talking about, Boise, uh, South Florida, Toledo, Utah State, San Diego State, I mean, they need to they need to win their fair share of those games, even though they're difficult. All right. But they And when they do, or if they do, I suppose, we – Everybody out there, fans, we should be giving them credit and not right. saying, oh, pff, South Florida, what right. are you talking about? Right. Oh, pff, Toledo, what are you talking about? Those are good programs. Uh-huh. They, they should get credit for beating them if they do. So yeah. I, think, I think that's more what it's going to depend on. That it, schedule is really respectable this year coming up. And now the question is, will BYU be good enough to have a positive showing against that kind of competition? Most teams have two or three opponents that really aren't all that good when you obviously that uh, that rating tells you that what, what was utah's all right let's get to utah state and uh let's get to utah state and to utah utah state comes in gordon at 57 and utah at 63 really wow. so you know everybody talking about um you know how tough of a grind it is for utah this not might not be the the year to make that point and their non-conference is uh, BYU, Northern Illinois, and Idaho State. And where Utah really looks out is that they miss Oregon and Stanford Yeah, in the crossover games. Mm-hmm. That's more the anomaly, I think, than, uh, than any kind of trend with the Utes. But, but. but here's the thing. People will say, oh, it will almost view this as critically for Utah. This, this is smart. It's not smart for Utah to overdo its scheduling. You don't need to. Do you think this is one of the reasons that people are ranking them so high in the preseason or before the season starts? uh, I think schedule is part of the conversation. I think the overwhelming reason people are are ranking Utah so high is returning starters. A A lot of the national guys and the magazine guys, when they're making their determinations and their projections, a lot of it has to do with returning starters. If well, you we read ta- through all those magazines, it's it's definitely consistent. Well, we talked earlier in the show about Athlon Sports ranking Utah's defensive front as the second best in the country. Again, these are assigning values to players instead of teams. 
But there is, uh, you know, there's good reason. Uh, those guys are good. <laughs> They're really good. And so you add that kind of returning talent uh, with that particular schedule, and that, that's, that spells out a very, the potential for a very fine season. You mentioned Alabama, 67. Really? 67. So much for Alabama having such a, such a, a worthy test. Oh, we argued about this before last college football yeah. season. By the way, my Hokies, 82. Not that anybody cares, but it's probably a good year for them to have an easier season. That's sad. How is that sad? Frank Beamer's rolling over he, in his... He's not dead yet. His, his sofa. <laughs> uh, and in fact, Virginia Tech might be the lowest P5 team. How about that? Good. That's a good thing. <laughs> okay. All right. So you'll be... You'll be, you'll be, uh, you know, crooning about their stellar record come fall. But I, I mean, it's definitely going to be hard on BYU this year. Yeah, I was just surprised they were so that much harder than say what Utah has to do. It would really be interesting to see a really fine BYU team tested this way. The problem is that BYU hasn't really had that, those kinds of teams in Independence. And so we, we, if they could just have one of their better teams, uh, historically speaking, with that kind of improved talent, how would they do against this kind of schedule? I think they would still struggle to some extent, but it would make it a whole lot more interesting because nobody around here likes to see the Utes go up to Oregon and get wiped out or BYU play Washington and lose to, what was it, 40 to 6 or something? I mean, that's that's not a lot of fun. All right, we're here at Little Caesars in Kaysville. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. Come by and visit us, 283 North Flint Street. Very easy to get to, not far from the freeway. It's the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Kyle Corver talked about the story of being traded for a copy machine. I later found out they used that money to pay for the entry fee for their summer league team. And with leftover money, they bought a copy machine. What's your trade value? Apparently mine is a copy machine. Okay, so what's your trade value? <laughs> what am I worth? Yeah. Well, if Kyle Corver's worth a copy machine, I'm worth like a speck of dirt. I think I might be a stapler at the best of my career. I'd trade you for the empty jug next to the water cooler. Yeah. Because you can put pennies in it. You can <laughs> repurpose it. It's very versatile. It's the utility player of the office. So I'd trade you for the empty okay. water cooler jug. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Watson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Friday. We hope everybody out there is doing something fun for their Memorial Day, whether you're going out of town or staying home or, I don't know, Gordon, what did you say you were doing working, really? Uh, yeah, as far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> working around the house. <laughs> well, we all know that that is, uh, that is not true. Man, I'm taking a beating for this stuff, and it's really I, – I, I might deserve a, a, a jab 
But I don't think I deserve a, a roundhouse. A Dennis Rodman slap to the face. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that. Uh, looking over these uh, football schedules, Gordon, uh, just kind of uh, glancing over the future ones in the break, what do you think about Utah's non-conference going out? Uh, 2019, we talked about it. Out at BYU, Northern Illinois at home, Idaho State at home. 2020, BYU at home, Montana State at home, at Wyoming. Yeah. Why would you go to Laramie? I, I, I don't know. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I, I, I'm on the record, and Jake, you are too, as far as the importance of the BYU-Utah rivalry. But some of these other teams they're playing. Well, well, look at 2021. This I actually get. Weber State at home at BYU at San Diego State. Okay. You go to San Diego State, you know, the they may or may not be good, but you recruit Southern California like right. crazy. So right. that would make sense. That does make sense. And you're playing a local team in Weber. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's interesting, and I think it's adequate. Uh, 2022, BYU at home, Southern Utah at home, San Diego State at home. All right. So you get that home and home yeah. with San Diego State. That uh-huh. makes some sense. 2023, Weber State at home at Baylor at BYU. Yeah, that's 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 good. Solid. See, Baylor's the type of P5 program, if, if Utah's going to schedule one, that's the type you should schedule. Mm-hmm. A winnable mid to lower level P5 team. Of course, you don't know what Baylor's going to be at that point. True. But there, there really is no incentive, and maybe this is something they, they should try and fix or at least think about going forward. There really isn't any incentive into playing a big-name non-conference opponent. The, the only incentive not. is if you have designs on a, uh, on, a, on a making a playoff. Even then. Yeah, but then people look at the schedule. The people who make those choices, they, they look at the schedule and give you credit if you were successful against them. Let's say Utah went undefeated in the Pac-12. You don't think they're getting in the playoff? Uh, just undefeated in the – or do you mean undefeated overall? Well, Kyle Whittingham's only lost one non-conference game in the entire time they've yeah, been in the Pac-12. Yeah, but so. we're talking about upgrading what that non-conference schedule to some extent. Um, but I'm talking about not upgrading it. They go undefeated through the, the conference schedule. You don't think they're getting in? Oh, if they're undefeated, they're, they're getting in. Right. Yeah. I think so. Uh, however, so the, the Pac-12's the, record in this regard isn't stellar. So what's the point in playing a tough team then, if you would get in anyway? Uh, that's a good point. Pride? However, if, if, if there are other undefeated teams and you have an, a really easy non-conference schedule and you're, you win the Pac-12, I'm not sure if there were maybe three other undefeated teams and – a, a one-loss team from, say, the Big Ten, I'm not, I'm not sure that you would get in. I'm thinking the likelihood of that is extremely low. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. You'd have an undefeated Big 12, Big Ten but SEC now, team. Now you're encouraging Utah to do what Alabama is doing. Hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, but but Ala- it, it, Alabama is Alabama. You know, and so they get to schedule. Uh, no, however no, they the want. SEC has a has a better reputation than the Pac-12. I still think if Utah were to go undefeated, if anybody in the Pac-12 were to go to undefeated in league, I'm th- they're getting in. Undefeated just in league, but that's what I'm saying. If you don't schedule anybody in the non-conference, well, you're winning you might those get games. knocked off by someone along the way in non-conference. Somewhere. So if you lose to Fresno, you're probably not getting in. Fresno's a respectable program, but that's the point. They're scheduling W's. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't like that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe if you want to schedule it that way, fine. But you also want to entertain your fans. And I know fans want to see W's. That's more 
entertaining to them, but uh, it bothers me what Alabama does playing Alcorn State, you know, or some of the schools they play toward the end of the year. Pretty laughable. To quote Ving Rames in uh, Pulp Fiction, Gordon, that's just your pride hurting you right there. Yeah, maybe so, but Alabama is freaking Alabama. I mean, I, I'm not sure that they would always get in if they weren't who they are. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, all right, we are live at Little Caesars up here in Kaysville, uh, 283 North Flint Street. They've been great hosts today. Of course, uh, download that mobile app, order through the pizza portal. Remember uh, the day after any bees win, home or away, use that promo code SLBs, and you'll get um, a free extra most bestest pepperoni pizza with the purchase of a custom round two topping pizza so free pizza when the bees win just use that mobile order and of course they've always got that hot and ready pizza coming out gordon you ordered one for dinner and you were surprised that it was here about 30 seconds after you ordered. i couldn't believe it that's what they do yeah that's what they do man all right uh we'll have more of the big show coming up next stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the zone Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, and we want to say a big hearty thanks to our friends here at Little Caesars in Kaysville, 283 North Flint Street. They've been great, and we just had a tremendous response today, Gordon. It's been a lot of fun. And a lot of fun meeting so many of these people, uh, listeners, and, uh, yeah, it's been great fun. We've got a pocket of listeners up here in Kaysville. We've yeah. got a bunch of them up We've here. We've got them everywhere yeah. we go, you know? And it really, going out on a remote like this, the shows just fly by because, fast. because when we're talking on the air, we're, we're dialed in on that. And as soon as we go to break, we're meeting people and talking to them. They're fun to talk to. It it's, is fun. It's, yeah, it's great. And, you know, I'd like to think the delicious pizza probably helped us out a little bit, but we could ignore oh, that Oh, there's fact. that, yeah, too, could, yeah. You know, it was us. Uh, maybe no, the pizza, too. Uh, yeah, I, I think guess. we were just sort of a pit stop along the way. <laughs> I <think> so, too. <laughs> I, I, uh, I couldn't agree more. But any any remote where somebody drops you off cheese, Gordon, you've got to be going home a happy cheese guy. Cheese and a beef summer sausage. There it is. And a box of crackers. You're set. That's your weekend right there. <laughs> you know what? Man, Take you, Monday off. You can find Gordon uh, posted up on his couch this weekend with a summer sausage, some cheese, and some crackers. He's got all he needs. Nah, I'll be working. But that's all right. What do you mean, I'll be working? <laughs> I know what you worked on for Sunday, and it's probably pretty close. Do you want to give us a tease, actually, of what you worked on for Sunday? Uh, sure. Uh, it's, uh, I had an opportunity to talk in depth with Mike Petke, the RSL coach. And uh, find talk about his life story essentially. I bet that was pretty interesting. I I like his fire. Yeah, he's got a lot of that. I like and that. We addressed that at length. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I wow. I certainly like that about him. Or when uh, what what was it uh, you were telling me he got suspended or whatever and said uh, I don't come, give a, a, a oh, rip. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a a uh, a hoot. A uh, a dollar. A ship. Yeah, careful there. Careful there, boy. Um, he told me a story, and uh, I put it in, in, the, in the feature column, that, you know, when he was getting fined and suspended for that very, uh-huh. that very uh, outburst after a game, he was upset because of some injustice that happened in front of the RSL goal. 
and he really let his his emotions known and his feelings. And uh, he got fined for what he said, suspended, and it cost him a bunch of money. And he came home, and he said his wife looked at him and said, and I quote, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really funny. So, anyway, that yeah, was fun. Look for that on your driveway on Sunday or simply go online, sltrib.com. Gordon, it's, it been, be a fun, tomorrow, it's been a fun week, man. We've got to put a wrap on it. Have a happy Memorial Day. Yes, to all our listeners and to all you guys, uh, just be safe and enjoy friends and family. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.